You're listening to Flaunt, Find Your Sparkle and Create a Life You Love After Infidelity or Betrayal. Have you been betrayed by life, your body, or someone that you love? You're not alone. No matter what you've been through, Naked Self-Worth helps you regain confidence, joy, and enthusiasm so you can create a life you love and flourish. Tune in weekly and learn how. Hello, welcome to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity and betrayal. One of the things that happens after an infidelity situation is the questions, the questions in your head. What, what happened? Why didn't I know this? What does this mean? And then if you're anything like me, I had to take that deeper too. What does this mean for my soul? Why is this something that was in my soul path? Did I do something to deserve it? What is this all about? That's what today's guest is here to talk about. She is going to talk to us about the Akashic Records. And if you've heard about those, wonderful. You are absolutely going to love this show. And if you're sitting there going, Akashic Records, what the heck are those? That is okay too. She is going to explain all of that to you. And you are going to get many of your questions answered. Today's guest is Lisa Barnett. She is an internationally recognized healer, author, teacher, and healer with more than 20 years of experience in the spiritual healing forum. She's an authority on connecting people to the ancient wisdom of the Akashic Records, and she founded the Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom, where thousands of students from all around the world have learned to access their own soul's intelligence and to live more fulfilled lives. Lisa Barnett is truly a master at what she does, and we are going to take a deep dive today into all things Akashic Records, questions, knowing, and hopefully you will get some of the peace and the answers that you may be looking for. So without welcome to the show, Lisa, I'm so excited to have you. Thank you, Laura. I'm really thrilled to be here and, and get to dive into this aspect of what we can learn from our Akashic Records. Yes, absolutely. Now, you have got a new book that's recently out, and, and I think it's called From Questioning to Knowing, and that's what I really want to start with today. Um, let's start with what are the Akashic Records, and how can they help you get some answers for some really tough life situations. Absolutely. So the Akashic Records is the recording of your soul's journey throughout all time. And so what that means is that we are much more infinite and eternal than most of us realize. Actually, most people live around 500 lifetimes here on earth. So not only do we reincarnate once or twice, <laughs> we reincarnate 500, 800 times. So we really come to have these experiences and all of that, every lifetime, every gift and talent, even the soul contracts that you've written are recorded in this etheric energy that we call the Akashic Records. 
Perfect. There's like 15 different branches that I could go down right now. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'd like to start with is something that you just said, soul contracts. That is a big one. And I first go ahead and explain what a soul contract is and how that might impact in an infidelity type of a situation. Absolutely. So before we come into a body, we actually make a plan. And so I just call that your soul's plan. And in that plan, you plan to have relationships with people to support them and they you. And we also plan to have soul contracts with people that are a bit more challenging. And sometimes we say those contracts have karma attached. But when I speak about karma in the Akashic Records, it's not about punishment, as people often think. It is actually the soul's desire to learn and grow. So we write these contracts with other people to learn about an aspect of life. And that can be about love, about fidelity and infidelity. It can be about support and compassion and all of these different um, kind of emotions that we as humans experience. And so because love, as we know, is not simple... (laughs) We, no, it's not. <laughs> we keep working on it lifetime after lifetime in so many different ways so we can understand it to the fullest extent, you know, that we embodied um, are able to. So that's how it kind of comes together. Your soul contracts and your desire to learn can create um, infidelity in your life. Now, something that I want to tag onto, you said your soul's desire to learn and grow. It's not about, you know, oh, you did this bad thing and now you're going to get punished. Nah, 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 nah. It's about your soul's desire to learn and grow. And I think that is really important to focus on, especially in an infidelity type of a situation, because it's easy to either one play the role of the victim and say, he did this to me, she did this to me, blah, 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 blah. Or it's also easy to take a complete spiritual bypass and be like, oh, well, it's just all karma and they're going to get theirs and it'll be fine. When this really is about learning and growing. And so often the more difficult the experience, the greater opportunity to learn and grow. And that's truthfully, I think what it's all about. I agree. And and that really is kind of a very big and powerful truth to realize that we are, again, infinite, ancient, wise souls. So what do we want to learn? We want to learn really, I think, first and foremost, about love and love in its complexities. So that means not just, you know, happy little families. It's about the depth and and the trust it takes and the faith it takes and all of the, you know, kind of more um, intense aspects of really true, deep, unconditional love and how that shows up. So, yep, we set up these crazy things. (laughs) (laughs) And we get it, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And 
I get, <laughs> I get that we set these crazy things up. I get that it's easy sometimes to say, oh, I will do what I'm here to learn. This is just great. But sometimes when you're in the depth of it, I mean, I know from my experience, you kind of lose, or at least I kind of lost touch with spirituality in the depth of the pain because I just needed to survive. I just needed to get through till dinner without sobbing. I just needed to be able to pick my kids up from school. And it's really hard when you're in the moment to marry the eternal soul perspective with the human perspective. And, and I'm curious how the Akashic Records can really help bridge that gap and bring some pain relief mm. in the present moment. Yes, it's a great question. And, and I do run into this fairly often because I teach people to access their own Akashic Records so they can have this wisdom daily. And I also do Akashic readings and healing sessions for clients. And what I find is, is that sometimes a, a student will come and take a class because they really want to learn about this and they want to understand the depth, but they're really so in the pain that they can't, right? Yeah. They're too challenged to learn a whole new spiritual tool. And so often I'll say, this is really the time where you have someone help you because we need so much support when we're in this emotional pain, when we're in this traumatic kind of situation and often stuck really deep in that energy of the trauma and sometimes the drama and everything that's going on and sometimes everything that's going on with the people also around us. And so um, in that situation, I always say it can be very, very helpful, just like going to a therapist, going to a healer, getting them to be able to see and understand that bigger perspective for you, because we're not really able to do it for ourselves in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. I know I did some Akashic record work after the discovery of my husband's infidelity, and it really was helpful, just like you said, to have that outside perspective and to have somebody else validate for you. This is really not about you. This is for you. This is not about you. And it did help. It really did help. So what are the kinds of things? Because I'm sure listeners are thinking, okay, I want to figure this out. With half of their brain thinking, I'm going to learn some really great stuff about me and it's going to prove how bad he or she is. And then the other half of their brain going, uh-oh, what if I did something really bad in a past life? And what is, uh, if, if this is my punishment, <laughs> can you give people some insight, maybe who have never done any Akashic Records work to help them understand what that process is like? So it's not so scary. Absolutely. You know, and again, oh, uh, it's not, it's not too common, but it's also not too unusual for a client to get on the phone with me and be like, I'm so nervous. And here's the truth about working in the Akashic records. The Akashic records are part of pure source energy. And so they are pure love. And when I do a reading for a client, I bring them into this vibration of love with me and so that they can experience that energy and 
we do, I, I being a healer really at heart, I use the Akashic records to be able to heal emotional pain, to clear some of those old blocks. And what we often see is that we've had other lifetimes where we were possibly um, the person who created that infidelity. And we, as these big souls say, well, I did that um, once or five times, and I want to experience all aspects. So I want to experience that in my life. And I'm working on my compassion and my forgiveness and my understanding, just as my partner had done sometimes, you know, as we know, doesn't always work out that easily, but, you know, just as my partners have done with me in other times, you know, places, lives. And so what we really truly want is not, you know, a, a punishment, but it is to understand all aspects, to see the other side of it so that we can really understand what does that feel like? you know, to be that on that receptive end of that infidelity? What what can we do when we're in that situation? How can we see or feel or move forward? And often the Akashic Records will help us through um, clearing some of that emotional pain, which is energy, which can get really heavy in our energy field. So we feel like we're almost stuck in this, you know, wet, wool blanket that feels just awful so we can actually shift energy to help and clear any past life stuck pain and trauma that is making it even worse because we're feeling not only sometimes this lifetime but other lifetimes as well as kind of collective energy And so as we start to clear and release some of these old energetic patterns, the world feels lighter. We often feel, I think probably the the most common um, thing that that my clients say to me is, I just, I feel so much lighter. I can feel my heart relax or open. I feel like I can breathe again. And so giving us that space to see from a little higher perspective, to kind of pull ourselves out of that, that heavy pain. I love that. That is so well said. Um, I, what I love to do is kind of walk through a little bit of a journey, because what you said was understand all perspectives from a place of unconditional love, basically. And it, it's simple, yet it's not simple. So what I'd like to do is kind of explain a little bit around my um, situation and then have you intersperse some of the wisdom around that so listeners can understand that this it, how this really works and how they can actually have the energy cleared. Um, for me, as a former corporate attorney, I needed to understand first. I needed to have that understanding of that higher perspective. Once I got that understanding, then I could relax a little bit and I could bring it into my body. Then, which is kind of what you were talking about, that heart, ah, I feel relaxed. Then that clearing took a little, that was a slightly different process. That was a little bit more 
of uniting that understanding in my head with the energy of my heart and saying, oh, I get how this works. So as you're doing an Akashic record reading for your client, how are you talking with them? Are you reading their record? Are you reading somebody else's record? What is the interplay between those two? How does it work from that understanding to the energy, to the, to the clearing? Perfect. Yes. So when we do readings, we can only open the Akashic record of the person whose permission we have. So basically the person that's sitting in front of me, there are times where couples will come to me and I can open both of their Akashic records at the same time. We can open actually numerous records at the same time, but normally, you know, on a, on a regular call, I'm working one-on-one -on -one with a client. So I would be opening your records and we would start by asking your Akashic record keepers kind of a variety of questions, such as I would say, um, does, did, or does Laura have a soul contract with her spouse or her partner? Fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, if there's a yes, then I would say what, you know, what is this soul contract about? Can you give us a little more information? And they will often say that there is say in this situation, a soul contract that the, in which, um, both Laura and, her spouse wanted to um, learn and work on a deeper level of love. And so they made a contract together to have this experience. And so I know it's a little hard to kind of believe that we as a soul said, yes, I'm going to be in this relationship and he's going to be, um, you know, unfaithful and I'm going to I'm going to work through that and I'm going to learn more and I'm going to go into a greater depth of, of my own emotions, my own experience, my own feeling. And then eventually I wish to, you know, move forward and, and um, experience forgiveness. And so often forgiveness really is, and love really pure, unconditional love, which is you know, doesn't have any judgment in it. Um, those are the end game, right? Love is the end game. And so we would get some information. I could share that. I would share that with you, what the record keepers are telling me, saying to me. And so that you can start to kind of wrap your brain around it, right? Be like, oh, okay. And, and what I notice is that often, um, even if it seems like the information's a little bit maybe unusual or challenging, the client 99% of the time can really get it because whatever has been happening, it makes sense what yeah. the record keepers are saying. Yeah. So, you know, beyond anything I could know, the energy, the information, that wisdom that that gets to come through me makes sense to the client. And so then we may go on and ask, is this contract complete? And, you know, sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. So did you divorce or did you stay together? No, we're together. And okay. infidelity was the biggest blessing in both of our lives. Right. And I've seen that again and again, which is, which is why I, I asked, because often it really is about having that, that experience and 
Of course, you know, going the record keepers are saying, you know, this isn't complete. This is, um, you know, what you both came to learn about. Yes. And so that is your highest and best avenue. Now, the truth is, is that not, um, not always do both partners want to continue, right? Right. So of course, many times one of the partners will be maybe more oblivious um, on a different path. And they're like, no, I'm out, right? I fall in love with someone else or I don't want to do this work. You know, whether it's the, um, say the partner um, who's been hurt is so hurt and angry that they're like, I'm not going to ever see you again. I just won't deal. Right. And then honestly, what usually happens is there's a pattern you have not been willing to work with and learn about. And so that will either show up again in your life in some other way or in other lifetimes. Yes. (laughs) I I love that you went there because um, it's such a peeling of the onion. And like you said, if, if one person is unwilling to work with it, it's going to show back up again. And in our case, it actually revealed some deeper layers. And I know you mentioned this on your website too. It revealed a lot of my husband's childhood trauma, Mm -hmm. a lot of his abuse, a lot of, you know, the neglect, the, all the trauma that he had. And it was like, oh, wow, we're peeling and we're peeling and we're peeling and more things kept coming up. And I thought it was beautifully revealed because the record's seem to reveal and your record keepers reveal the exact thing that you need to know next. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, and what we do find and often after um, more than one session, right. We can do a phenomenal amount of work in an hour, I would say, but um, especially when it's in a situation like that, where someone has some very deep, deep trauma, then they may want to continue to, of course, work with a therapist or do more work, but really to go and look at that emotional pain that's often hidden or buried, that's been, you know, pushed down, or sometimes even, you know, buried so deep that we almost forget about it, even Mm -hmm. though it was a huge trauma. It's like, how could we forget that? But, you know, that's what the mind will do. And so then we realize, oh, this is really this is not about you and me or love. This is about my own self-esteem, my lack of self-worth, my, my belief that I'm unlovable. And so I'm always trying to get that proof that I'm lovable by having another person love me. And so, right. It's, it's a search that we go through in in, as humans, right. Mm -hmm. When we are not, when we can't, see that or understand that really and do that work. But then in the end, it becomes true work about our own self-love. Yes, absolutely. And I appreciate that you said you can have multiple sessions. I think you should have multiple sessions, but that also you can do it in conjunction with a therapist, because I want to make sure, you know, listeners that you all know, you can see traditional therapists, you can see, you know, somebody for EMDR, you can see energy work, you can do Reiki, you can do everything in conjunction with Akashic record, you know, healing it's part and parcel. But for me, I really found it to be a key piece because instead of 
kind of winding through the back way and thinking, could it be, what about this, blah, blah, blah. For me, it was such confirmation that, hey, this is it. And then you go, oh, now that I know what it is, now I can fix it. Right, right, right. And it, it's, it's, you know, there's like a clear aspect even towards forgiveness, if you think about it that way, where you're yeah. like, oh, it all of a sudden, you know, helps us to stop blaming ourselves. What, what, what was wrong with me? Am I not good enough or pretty enough or whatever enough, you know, that we all have those thoughts. And so it's like, oh, nope, this actually has nothing to do with me. And I would say that's probably the truth for most of us. It really doesn't have anything to do, you know, these sorts of things, even though it would seem, but, you know, it is us either searching for something that will make us happy. Yes. Right. And it, again, in the end, it's all inside. It really is that very um, important aspect to realize self-love, self-worth, right? Trusting ourselves. All of that is, again, how we can um, really transform our lives in, in really big ways when we can be that love for ourselves first and foremost and then it's easy to love other people absolutely and to receive that love now i know a big question that is probably on a lot of people's minds is what about the free will aspect of things if there's records out there and i can choose it and i not how how does free will work with the records yes um we do have free will so Basically, I always like to say, it's kind of like if you've ever started a business and you wrote a business plan, you may or may not stick to that business plan, right? <laughs> you, <laughs> it's really the same thing with our soul plan. We write a really complicated soul plan and many of us work through a lot of the aspects and some of us really don't at all. And all of that is perfectly fine because of course, there really is no time and space. We do it again and again. We're not getting graded. You know? <laughs> this is our desire to learn. So, um, you know, and we, and we play it out. We may say, let's come together and let's support each other around a deeper sense of love. And sometimes it's the free will aspect that comes in that shows up as the infidelity. Mm -hmm. You may or may not have actually written that aspect in, but it's the desire that you as souls have. Oh, that makes perfect sense. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit more about your book and the prayers, the affirmations that you can do right now today to help you understand that even if you're sitting there thinking, I'm not intuitive, I'm not connected, there is no way I can do that at all. <laughs> so we will be right back, stay with us. I believe that women deserve to be seen for who they are, not for what they do, what they look like, what they sacrifice, how well they please, or who they are in relation to others. I believe that being smart, sexy, and spiritual are not mutually exclusive concepts, and that women everywhere are tired of pretending that they are. I believe that it is time to disrupt our prevailing beliefs 
around what makes women worthy. It is time to empower all women to strip out of the labels, roles, scripts, judgments, and stereotypes that have been thrust upon them by a patriarchal society. Imagine a world where every woman has naked self-worth and validates, values, and shows herself without fear or shame for who she is instead of striving to be who she thinks she should be. Imagine how unstoppable, beautiful, and free our world could be. Imagine being free to live life on your own terms, waking up every day with enthusiasm for what's to come, experiencing joy in spite of any external circumstance, and falling into bed at night with the rich satisfaction of a life well lived. When we flaunt, we disrupt the silence around judgment, stereotypes, and the way others control us through the intentional mischaracterization of who we really are and what we value. When we flaunt, we are clear that the judgment of others says everything about the quality of their character and nothing about the worthiness of our own. When we flaunt, we are no longer complicit in any untruth, and we stand clear in our identity and powerful in our own unshakable, naked self-worth. And we are back with Lisa Barnett talking all about the Akashic Records, what they are, what good is it to access them, what you can learn about yourself, your soul's path, the infidelity that you've been through. And now what I want to talk about is her book and the prayers that are in it and how you right now today can use those prayers to start accessing some of this wisdom to make yourself feel better even if you're thinking, I'm not even sure if I believe this, I'm not very intuitive. What is this going to do for me? I love that. I, I, I'm, I'm laughing because um, I just pulled my book off of my desk and I'm like, oh, I should have a neat book. But oh. <laughs> Look, look, look at my book. <laughs> All right, right. Okay, good. That makes yeah, sense. We are soul <laughs> sisters here. <laughs> I love it. Right, because we use our own work, honestly. Yeah. So this has 73 prayers to transform your life. And there's actually quite a few prayers around forgiveness and compassion and self-love. So um you know, it really is very much, there's a whole chapter or even more about kind of our relationships and, and our, um, you, you know, kind of why they're so crazy. You know, why, one, do we pick these families that we pick? Often people feel like 
how did I get born in that family? They're nothing like me, right? Right. Um, or why would I pick maybe like your husband? Why would I pick a um, an abusive family? What's that all about? So I really talk about all of these aspects in my book, From Questioning to Knowing. Um, but the really beautiful part is, of course, I channel these books from the Akashic Masters. And so they give me these healing prayers, and they are imbued with beautiful, pure, unconditional love from source, from the Akashic field. And so um, it's always so nice. People write to me and they say, you know, I carry your book around with me. And every day I just, you know, open up to see whatever prayer is up for me today. Yes. And so you can use it simply like that. And, um, and you can use it, you know, just to learn so much more about really how we create these lives when we come here. So how we can understand some of this kind of big picture ideas that most people don't um, know about or talk about. Right, right. And you know, my background being a corporate attorney, there's a lot of people who are headspace that this is just all woo, 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 crazy stuff. And one of the things that I used to tell people in that world was, it doesn't matter if you believe it or not, read it and see if it helps you, you know, <laughs> get the information and see if it makes sense. Because when things make sense, and when you feel it inside, you don't really even, it doesn't really even matter if you believe it or not. Yep. It just is what it is. <laughs> I agree. That's really beautiful because, you know, part of what we're also here to learn really as humans is to spend more time in our heart, huh. right? It's, you know, again, I think that, that nobody in the end in those last days of our lives are going to say, boy, I wish I worked on some more math problems. I wish I, I dissected more thoughts. I wish I thought more about things. You know, it's like, oh, I wish I spent more time loving my family and being compassionate and supportive of people in my life. And so um, it really is the perfect time. We've got kind of such a crazy world around us right now. And it's such a perfect time to really, you know, deepen into our own compassion. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Really let, you know, let go of judgment. So, so kind of as I, um, work in the Akashic records every day, of course, yes. <laughs> the record keepers, you know, say it's important for us to actually see the imbalance in the world. And often that's what'll show up as infidelity in a relationship when there's a, a big imbalance. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll be in a relationship and maybe our, our, our spouse, um, if you're a woman say, and, and maybe your husband's very controlling and has always been really controlling about what you do or where you go and all the money you spend and all of those kinds of things. And we're like, what, this, this should be an equal partnership. Right. For a lot of people, it isn't. And so often then the woman wants to have something of her own and that might be another relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're interesting, um, 
things that bring us to infidelity, such as some sort of imbalance in yeah. our world. And that's what we're seeing in on the whole planet in so many ways is all of the aspects that are out of balance that really needs to be brought back into balance so that we can go forward creating, you know, a really beautiful new earth. So I love that. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I love and- that you said that is we've spent a lot of time talking about the individual, but the individual and the collective are both important. And I think it's easy to sometimes get lost and think the world is so messed up. What can I do when, if we just balance it in our own relationships and our own hearts, we will impact the collective. Yeah. Beautifully said it is. I mean, that really is right where we start healing. The world is by healing ourselves. And the Akashic Record Keepers will often talk about there are many um, souls on the planet right now, and that is their big soul purpose is to help rebalance actually masculine and feminine energy, because it has been out of balance for thousands of years where the men have had the power. Mm -hmm. And the women have been less than, and we still even see it, you know, in, in the United States where women are not paid as much as men. No. And you may have experienced that even in corporate law, really in these high level places where you're like, why is he making that much more money than me? Why is he getting offered that next job? And I'm not right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's really interesting. So what can people do to kind of help that? Oh, good, 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 good question. (laughs) So really all the ways that we can help to balance, um, say male and female energy is first, if we realize that everybody has both masculine and feminine energy channels running in our bodies. We hold both energies. And so when women can step more fully into being an empowered individual, into speaking our truth, into being clear and decisive, a lot of that tends to be considered a more linear, logical male sort of trait. Correct. And women often are seen with a little more of the creativity, the love, you know, that mothering aspect, but we both have both. And so when they are balanced in our body and in our life, that shifts our relationships. And it's, you know, similar for men. So when men can really get out of their head and down into their heart, mm-hmm. when we can feel our emotions, right? When we can really be compassionate, no matter what, right? Often men, we find want to fix things. If we come to them, we want to share an emotional experience and they want to fix it. It's like, so for men, it's about being in your heart and feeling what your partner is saying, feeling compassion for them, just feeling whatever space you can hold for them to have their experience, even if it's not yours, you don't have to feel their emotion, right? but to feel the compassion that you have for them, that you, that person that you love. And so as men start to bring more love and compassion and, you know, joy, laughter, fun, even tears into our lives, into their lives. Right. And we, as women bring more of little linear logical, but 
more of the masculine trait would be um, to stand in our own power. Yes. Yes. To do what we came to do, to speak our truth, right? Yes. To be clear and decisive and not be kind of (laughs) wishy-washy. Yes. Yes. That is so important. And what I'm thinking around why people would reach out to you and get a, an Akashic record reading. It's not that they have to do it only when there's a trauma. I'm thinking like this, they could reach out and just be like, I feel like there's something more or I'm not standing in my own power and it's not feeling good, but I don't really know what that means and what, what am I supposed to do? So when you're getting an Akashic record reading, you are connecting with the keepers of the Akashic records. Now, it's not that they tell you what to do or how to do it, but describe that process of what can I ask you? What can they tell me? Because it's not fortune telling. It's not telling the future. Describe how that interaction goes so people can get a more full understanding of that exchange. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Um, so every person has their own Akashic record, right? So if you can imagine that you're an ancient soul and you have a big library, that's all you, your own personal library and your own personal librarian. And so this is what the Akashic record is actually like for you. The beings of light, the Akashic record keepers are your personal librarians. So when I open your records, I speak to your Akashic record keepers, your own librarians, and then we can ask whatever questions are up for you. So often people will come to me and say, um, I'm feeling kind of blocked around, uh, say, making more money. I feel like I'm at a standstill in my job. I'm not sure if this is part of my soul path or my purpose. What else can we know about that? Is there something we could heal or clear? And so often the answer will go something like this. Um, Well, I'll, of course, ask the record keepers and get this information from them. And the record keepers may say, well, there is another step on your soul path that would be beneficial for you, you know, to take eventually. And again, it's like they don't boss us around, but they're like, there are some other gifts and talents that you as a soul wanted to bring to earth. And so... Um, you know, if I, if I can say, um, you are a great example of something like from going from corporate law and now into doing a podcast about infidelity, right? So for someone like you, I'm sure it would be like, well, this isn't all, this is a great piece and you're helping all these people and there's a lot of compassion and there's a huge piece of your soul purpose that's involved. And sharing in a bigger way is part of what you as your soul would love to do a bigger platform. So that can be writing a book, having a podcast, speaking on stages, right? Mm-hmm. Being a, um, a, a coach or, or, you know, doing some other kind of work with, with um, clients. And so that's what the record keepers might um, share about, you know, what else and going forward. And they might say, um, you also have some 
old vows of poverty that you took from some different spiritual lives. You have some different um, other kind of soul contracts about not being seen from other different lifetimes. All of these things we can kind of clear out and release for you to kind of free up that energy to be recycled and used in this present moment in this life. So we're getting answers and we're moving energy. Love that. So well said. And I love that you used some examples around me too, because I'll just share so listeners can get that. I, when I was doing that, a lot of those same things, you know, were coming up. And some of my response when it first came up around visibility was not yet. My kids are still in high school. So that was kind of that interplay of that free will. Give me two more years. I will do this in two years, but I'm, I'm going to wrap this up first. So, but having that information in mind that, oh, there's something else here. It was very comforting and very empowering too, that I I've got this, but I have two years. How can I best utilize these two years before I launch into it? What can I clean up? So I just wanted to bring that out because that is that aspect of free will and understanding and why it helps. Um, the next question around that then when people get that kind of information, yes, they have the choice. Yes. They can figure it all out, but then what kind of clearing, because like you said, okay, so you understand there's a vow of poverty. You understand there might be whatever it is, a soul contractor vow. How, what, what do they need to quote unquote do to clear that energy? Because I know that's a question. It comes up a lot too. Yeah, absolutely. So I do the clearing for people. Um, I really realized when I was about three years old, well, maybe I was 13 when I realized I was had come to be a healer. But um, so what the record keepers shared with me many years ago, when they actually asked me to start a school, they said, we want you to teach healing through the Akashic records because most Akashic record readers just do the reading part. And I've had clients come to me and say, um, I was told that I was burned at the stake as a witch and like that's traumatized me. What can I do? And I'm like, oh, let's just clear that old energy out. Got it. So, right. The fascinating thing is, again, the Akashic records are part of source energy and part of this quantum field where there is no time and space. And so I have been blessed to really be able to move very fluidly outside of time, kind of pull out those old contracts that are not serving you. And we can literally kind of energetically burn them up and release that energy and reclaim it for you. So I do all of that kind of in that hour session. Um, So you don't have to worry about like, now what do I do about that? Right. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to be able to heal people and to, you know so that you can start to move on feeling lighter feeling freer feeling more embodied and in your heart so that you can make a new choice it's really about our choices because of course it is about the free will and and saying what's my next step what am i ready to do maybe you know this year Yes. Maybe I'm putting something off for, you know, like you two years until my children are grown. Right. Um, But what can I do? Maybe it's start. I'm going to start writing that book or. (laughs) or... Right. Right. Yeah. Just start prepping for it because there's, 
don't under, don't undervalue <laughs> knowing that something is coming up. I, I just, the Akashic record work is truly invaluable. And again, whether you've had an infidelity experience or not, it's just so good to have that connection, I think, and to understand. And I'm very intrigued with some of the prayers too. Um, I was laughing because the guides I channel, the group of entities I channel is called the librarians. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> librarians. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe you ask them if they're the Akashic librarians or if they're a different group of librarians. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and that brings up the question around the, like the prayers. When you're one-on-one across the table or, you know, zooming with somebody, you're opening up their records. When you were doing this group channeling work, is it your own Akashic record keepers that you're bringing the information through? Or is there like a collective group? How, how does that whole thing work? Yeah, that's a great question. So of course I work with my record keepers um, when I'm doing personal work, but the the, how do you say this? The record keepers who asked me to help them bring this information back to humanity. Yeah. It's almost like the record keepers of the records. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, right? Yeah. Right. So when I, when I channel these books and they come to me, they're, they're, they will literally um, kind of pop in for me as kind of a big booming voice and not, it, it's in my head. It's not in my ears, but it feels like a big booming voice and they'll say, you know, like time to write another book. And I'm like, okay, what are we going to write? And, and this book was there like a prayer book. And I was like, really? You know, and we had this whole kind of conversation about it, but it's a little different of an energy than most of our record keepers. I feel like are a little more quiet and there for us, but these kind of keepers of the Akashic, record um are they come in as they say they are the lords of the akashic record got it so yeah we don't yeah. usually channel them personally and i don't unless i'm usually writing a book or some you know absolutely that makes sense and then can anybody learn to access the records how do people learn that so i teach a very simple uh five-step wisdom prayer system and the record keepers gave it to me kind of simply, kind of linearly. <laughs> I thought it was very interesting. It has five steps. Um, and they say, you know, it was very funny when I first started teaching and I would teach people to open their records using a, a vibrational key, which is also a sacred prayer. And people, the first thing they would ask would be, how do I close them? And I just always thought it was so odd because that was not the way I thought, right? I'm like, okay. okay. So it's like, I guess we need a closing prayer. Okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but so it's, it's, a, it's a simple five-step wisdom prayer system. Um, and the record keepers say, yes, anyone can learn to access their own Akashic records. It is your birthright. You wrote the plan. You have the library. You've got the librarians waiting to talk to you. So absolutely. And what I find is um, that probably 80 or 90% of my students get it. And there's usually maybe a 10% who, you know, are very stressed out 
sometimes like we were talking in the beginning, maybe they're in the middle of um, a a really challenging situation. They're almost too emotional to get a clear answer for themselves. So it's just a timing thing. Um, And of course, many of us have just a lot of self-doubt, you know, is this really the Akashic records? And so I I actually, you know, walk my students, um, I do online workshops and they're 12 hours of teaching. So even though it's a five-step wisdom prayer system, I teach in the first two hours, then there's 10 more hours of added um, tools and practice and um, answering questions. And there's actually a whole segment in um, the program about, am I really in the Akashic Records? (laughs) (laughs) I love that because it's so easy to question ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) well, where can people learn more about you, learn more about the records, find your book, all of that stuff? Absolutely. So my website is akashicknowing.com and you'll find my readings, of course, um, my online workshops. I teach online um, three times a year. So the upcoming workshop will be in February of 2022. I usually teach February, June, and September. And um, So that's all you'll see all of that on my website, as well as more information about my books, both of my books, The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records, and From Questioning to Knowing, 73 Prayers to Transform Your Life. They're both on Amazon under Lisa Barnett. And um, yeah, so that's, that's where you'll find me. That's wonderful. And then my last question to you is, because there's so many pearls of wisdom, (laughs) but what if you could just share with the listeners one thing that would be a balm for their heart, for their soul, that would launch them truly into the next chapter of their life with as much wisdom, power as they could possibly have. What would that be? I know that's a big one. (laughs) Right. Okay. Um, So what the record keepers really want everyone to know and embrace is kind of a couple fold, but that you, you truly are eternal and really wise. And so taking that to heart and spending time really in deep kind of heart-centered meditation and trusting that intuition, that guidance that your soul has for you, it will lead you down the perfect path step-by-step for you. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. And listeners, I, I want to affirm that. I, I truly want to affirm that. As, as you know, if you've been with me for a while, my path was really not easy <laughs> through this whole infidelity. And like I said to Lisa earlier, it did end up being the best thing that could have ever happened to me, to my husband, and also to our kids. And dare I say to the world, <laughs> because I wouldn't be here interviewing Lisa right now. And that is trusting that wisdom and trusting that power. And I know it is there for you too. 
I know it is there. So please reach out to Lisa, get more information, read her book, or schedule an Akashic Record reading for yourself. It doesn't matter if you don't even know what you're asking, just show up. And she's right. The exact perfect thing will be revealed at the exact perfect time. So thank you again, Lisa, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Laura. It was lovely to chat with you. Perfect. And listeners, reach out. Have an amazing week. And as usual, always remember to flaunt exactly who you are, because who you are is always more than enough. Tune in next time to Flaunt, find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal with radio host and live choreographer Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Develop naked self-worth and reclaim your confidence, enthusiasm and joy so you can create a life you love and embrace who you are today. Download your free Sparkle Through Betrayal Recovery Guide at NakedSelfWorth.com.